0: The following program contains language and subject matter that you may consider unsuitable for children. Parental discretion is advised. Greetings, Herbland, uh, His Highness the Jackal. The Jackal. I'm
1: going to pass the reins to Mr. Jackal, the new king of Britain. <laughs> I
0: think Jackal's a uh, Latino, I'm not sure, but he'll give it to you. Here. Hold on a second here.
2: The Jackal. I want to welcome everybody who's checking in on the show, listening from wherever you might be, it doesn't matter if you're in the US, if you're in uh, somewhere in Asia, if you're in uh, somewhere in the, uh, you know, Russian area, the dirty, evil Russians, it doesn't matter if you're there, if you're here, if you're in Australia, it doesn't matter where you're listening from, even in Uranus, or another off-world planet, you know, somewhere In the distant galaxy or the solar system. Doesn't matter. If you're listening, thank you for being here. We appreciate it. And we're live on this beautiful February 16th, 2020. My vision's clear and with me tonight, finally, finally he's made it out to a show on time. Kinda. We're a couple minutes, but it's okay. The one and only Brandon aka detox. What's up, buddy? How you been?
1: Jacko, what's happening, man?
2: Well, doing a whole lot better now that you're here, you know, so I could bounce some ideas off of you today. How's your week been?
1: Oh, I feel touched, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, doing good, man. Doing good. Had a little busy weekend. Had to work, get caught up on some projects, but glad I made it and um, looking forward to all these ideas that are going to bounce off my head.
2: Oh, I got something to bounce off your head this week, buddy boy. We got some, uh, interesting, uh, stuff to talk about, uh, news related, uh, which has been posted on my, uh, personal blog. If you guys want to follow along toward me and detox, you're going to talk about tonight. Check out angelespinal.com. That's right. That's the website. The news on there from now on. Is what we're going to read on the show when we have, uh, you know, topics that I want to get to. So if you ever want to read on, and, you know, I made it a whole lot easier. I used to have people go through like Facebook, Twitter, uh, you know, all kinds of different areas to try to get to the news that we're going to do on the show. Streamlined it, man. That's, the, that's what it's all about. Make it easy for the listeners, for all of you. So now very simple. Go to Angelespino.com or, you know, takes it to the same place, if you feel more comfortable with using my stage name, thejackal.com. Either one is going to take you directly to my main website, and the uh, news of the last uh, four days is what we're going to talk about in a few minutes. But I want to, you know, before I get to that, because I'll tell you a little bit more serious, and we're going to, you know, really dissect that in, in a second hour, more or less, there's a couple of things I wanted to get to, and uh, we also have some big news, uh detox. You ready for this?
1: Oh, yeah, I'm ready, man.
2: Okay. Kaiser, our good buddy, is going to be on with us in, uh, let's see, about 20 minutes, more or less, uh, you know, when we come back from break. And uh, he's going to be on with us for the rest of the show tonight. We're going to have a, a special evening with Kaiser, the three of us. And he's got big news to announce. And, uh, it's gonna be, uh, something, uh, which is gonna be a whole lot of fun, I think. In a castle far away. That's from the, uh, Karate Kid Pardieu. Right? To the song. Am I, wrong? am I wrong on that? Uh, detox or am I right?
1: Uh, you're right on it. I think you're right on it. Uh, is that
2: how the lyrics go? In the castle far away. Like yeah, that. that old
1: Chicago song or what yeah, they yeah. were. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Was that Chicago or was that like one of the, uh, just uh, Peter Carelli, or Carello, whatever his name is, and he just went solo for that? Oh, for... yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I think it was Peter uh, Katara, yeah.
2: Katera, that I was close.
1: Yeah, I, c- I couldn't stand that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like he's constipated while he's singing. I, I don't know.
2: Well, it's do it, it all it, for love. Yeah, because he he tries to hit those high falsetto notes like do it all for love, and it, it kind of it sounds better than when I do it. That's for damn sure. But uh yeah, I could see where you were coming from with the uh, bow movement issues. A lot of the, a lot of those folks have that kind of. Issue. The only falsetto that I really could say I, I've always loved, you know, the male singer wise anyway. Um, there's two. The obvious one, King of Pop, Michael Jackson. You know, his and it was like he didn't even force it, it was just he, he had a little you know little voice. And it was okay when the the, the children slept over. It was very innocent. He <laughs> you know, he had you know, tiny little voice. And uh his voice is naturally, you know, falsetto. But, uh, the other person whose voice I loved, and it, it again, only two that I really like in my life said that dude could sing. The Bee Gees. Now I'm a huge fan of the Bee Gees. I don't know how you feel about the Bee Gees. Any thoughts? You know, I, I like the huh? Bee
1: Gees at first, but I don't know, like down the road, it started sounding like ultra feminine. I don't know what it was during that time, but. The That's the falsetto
2: I'm talking about. That, you know, if for whatever reason, uh, when a guy sings falsetto, everybody's like, oh, he must be one of those, uh, alphabet people. Some of them were. <laughs> no, that's, that's the thing. And they weren't, they were all brothers. And I don't mean that like, you know, how like, uh, I, you know, black folks mean brothers. No, I mean like, like they were actually siblings, like the Jackson five, you know, they actually, there was, I think four of them. You know, like, uh, they were, they were all brothers. It wasn't like any of them were like lovers or anything like that. And, uh, the funny thing is, three of them were in the group, the original Bee Gees. Uh, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm a fan. Barry, uh, Gibbs, Robin Gibbs, and Maurice Gibbs were the, you know, original members of the Bee Gees. And then they had a fourth brother, Andy. And Andy was not a member of the group, but he had a really good voice. And when the group kind of took a little bit of a hiatus after having, like, hit record after hit record after hit record, um, they were like, "All right, let's take a break. But the fans, remember, this is back in the 70s and, and early 80s when they were like, the shit, you know? And uh back then, the fans were, like, really into the Bee Gees. So they they had um, this uh, idea, like, well, Andy wants to sing. He's a good singer. He has a great voice. He kind of sounds like, you know, like... Uh, Barry was the lead singer of the group, and, uh, they came up with some music with him, and he had actually his own career on the side, and he was a big hit for a while, had a couple number one hits. The Bee Gees were, like, huge, dude, like, I know that, you know, you don't go back that far with, you, with your love for, like, you know, dance, pop, and, you know, we're both more, like, modern 80s, 90s kids, you and I. But, uh, you, you know, I, I tend to go back a little bit further sometimes. I love, like, you know, the Beatles, the Monkees. You know, they were a big influence on the Beatles, by the way. You know that, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, they they were uh, definitely a big. kind of a model, a driving force for
2: Something like that. A, really a driving force? How'd you get that?
1: I think it was just the the style the tempo the the yeah. way the music was composed back then I think it set like a template for some of the music that followed
2: well the funny thing is I was actually joking because the Beatles came out before the monkeys. The monkeys are actually like a made up group that's a whole different story but uh, <laughs> monkeys. the monkeys hey hey're the monkeys a lot of retro pop. Tonight on the show, no, was there
1: a kidding. TV show too?
2: That's what it was. The monkeys were the like the first really manufactured, like purely manufactured group. Like they weren't even musicians for the most part. They were all actors, Um, but they had dabbled in music. A couple of them like really liked, you know, doing music. Michael Nesmith, the uh, the lead singer of the monkeys, the main guy, the one with the little green hat. He actually was a really good musician. He went on and did records, and he's had a very successful career, um, you know, in that genre of music that he does, aside from the monkeys. Um It's funny, he was, like, the last one that ever wanted to come back for the reunions and stuff. He never participated. So when they broke up and years later they came back, it was always three of them. It was Davy, Mickey, and Peter, the three of them, without, you know, the main guy, Mike Nesmith. And um it was cool, you know, I saw some of, like, the reunion tours and stuff, and, you know, uh he only agreed to come back when Davy Jones died. He passed away several years ago, and then when it, it, something happened, I remember reading that he went to the funeral, and he, he kind of had this discussion with the other members who were still alive, and they were like, oh, man, you know, we... Should have done a tour when he was alive with you and this and that, and it kind of led them to, like, have a uh, this, you know, moment where they, like, all came together, and next thing you know, they went on, a, like, a little old tour, and they were on TV, and I was like, holy crap, they're, they look, they look like the guy from, like, uh, uh what do you call it, the, the Tales from the Dark Side. <clears throat> Remember the, uh, the, the Creep Keeper?
1: Tales from the Crypt, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, Tales from the Crypt, that dude. They, they, they all kind of like were starting to look like that, like they're they were old man, um, and of course David Jones was not gone, and he was like the, like the, the, the teeny bopper or heartthrob one, one all the girls liked, you know, like he, the, I guess you know like you said the cute one of of the band, and uh, it was funny because you know he died, and that's not the funny part, but you know he passed away, and now you're looking at the rest of them, and it's like. The monkeys with walkers or something—that's what they should be called because they're like they're ancient. But you know, I'll tell you what, Mike—he's uh, still up there and he can still play. He's, he's a heck of a of a musician. If you're into the genre, I mean, you know, it's different than <clears throat> even the monkeys from back then. When you hear solo stuff, it's more like old school rock and like some folk, you know, music and and you know stuff like that. It's not like the monkeys, you know. Um, but it's cool because they did reunions and they're still going at it. I I love seeing old bands do that. Like the Rolling Stones are still torn for crying out loud. They're like all like what a thousand each.
1: They've got to be at least 1200 years old a piece.
2: I mean, I think if you add the age of every member of the Rolling Stones, you literally can go back to the age of Jesus. I'm just saying it's very close.
1: They knew him personally.
2: Probably went to the same high school as Judas. Maybe Jesus I, I don't know. But uh, the Rolling Stones uh, are still going at it. The Bee Gees, man, it, it's sad because, like, all the brothers are dead except for, like, Barry. He's the only one that's still kind of, you know, going strong and doing his tour. But they were all married, had kids, you know, like, they're normal dudes, man. It's just... You know, they, they had that falsetto that other girls loved and all the guys were like, oh, they're they're gay. Yeah, for sure. You know. Look at that skinny pants. Who would have thought, huh? Now skinny pants are in.
1: Not for you and me, man. I'm still too no. bad for those. <laughs>
2: no. Nobody wants to see this junk in skinny pants. That's just... No. You just... No, you don't want to see that. No. My... Producer Pete in the back here is like, yeah, I want to see that. No, you don't want to see that, dude. You just trust me. You don't want to see it. Um Maybe in a couple of years, but not right now. What do you think?
1: No, I'm I'm good on that, man. You're good? I mean, if I can't even pip, put my fist through the pants, we can't do it, man. No, I'm not
2: I'll good. tell you. I'll tell you what, though. You do rock a hell of a Star Trek uniform. You do I've seen the photos, the incriminating evidence. I have it. it's amazing, and uh, it's something I wanted to get to uh, before we go to break here and we'll get Kaiser on, on the line in about 10 minutes. I wanted to get your take because I know you're a huge trek fan and you weren't here last week and I wanted to ask you about it, but I wanted to get your uh, your your hot take on picard have you been watching yes i have yes i have Uh, okay i'm gonna give you the floor because you're the resident voice inside the jackal's head who is a trekkie like a full-blown trekkie like you know more about star trek than anybody else that i know and myself included i'm the star wars nerd you're the trekkie guy so give me your hot take what do you think of uh picard
1: Hey, attention all sci-fi fans all trekkies all listeners on the station um guys Picard has has been a little disappointing not as disappointing as discovery but uh Patrick Stewart I mean I do appreciate the man we all grew up with him but he's definitely aged quite a bit the the story of Picard is moving way too slow we're not having to reestablish his character we got to move forward but what's happening in the show <laughs> Nothing's going on. It, it feels like I'm watching a. Uh, what, what show was that? That was about nothing. Else? Seinfeld. It, it, it's like a show that's. There's nothing going on. And we've put together this cast that's. There's no cohesion. It's full of sarcasm. Um, different levels of sarcasm from each of the crew. Yeah, we got. I know it's 2020. It's not the 90s anymore. It's all about special effects. Okay, we're getting that. But. Um, the story, the goal I, I mean, it's its not Doing a good job keeping my interest um, I'm going to keep watching the show we, We've gone through four episodes um, But still Nothing substantial has happened In the show The last episode that uh, premiered last Thursday It just I, I, I almost fell asleep In all my years of what? Watching TV, period I felt like I was going to fall asleep we did reintroduce um Jerry, Miss Jerry Ryan. Uh the lovely uh-huh. Jerry Ryan is seven of nine. Oh, she appeared
2: at So hot.
1: Yes, and she still looks hot today, folks. Mm-mm-mm. Just always in love with it, yes, sir. But she appeared in the last thirty seconds of the episode. I know she'll take on a more uh permanent role probably in the next episodes, but um the the whole concept behind Picard just it's not flowing with me. For those of you that are Star Trek fans um we got a little um issue with these uh romulans um I, i'm not grasping why we got romulans on earth in this series that's you might as well just say welcome dominion changelings the shapeshifter people you might as well welcome them too while you're at it but um i, I need something a little more from the writers it's it's not keeping my interest
2: Wow i like I'm shocked because i I absolutely love what I've seen so far, and um I cannot be further away from like your take on that uh you know especially on like what's happened on the show so far, I think they've done a lot uh remember the uh the main girl the uh data female data uh she blew up, and then there's another one like data and before. Uh, I like the, the, like, mirror effect where, like, the first girl is kind of like the decoy and the second girl is the real one that Picard has to uh, go find. And, like, you know, Data was the original one and then before was the fake one. Uh, so, kind of like that, kind of like connection. Uh, I I really like the, uh, the whole dream sequence that they're having uh, with him and Data, like, you know, kind of like waking him out like, it's almost like he's sending a message through the ether, like, through some form of, of a spiritual connection with he has with uh, Picard. Um, again, I, like, I completely, like, have a different take on what's going on with the writing, too. Uh, compared to Discovery, I mean, this is a much better series. Oh, it's, yeah, it
1: is. Despite what I said, yeah, it's yeah. definitely better than Discovery by a long shot.
2: And you know what? I, I like the whole, you know, fact that the the federation's kind of like, you know, at a at a, you know at a point where they're like cursing and they don't care, and like you know, there's a whole, you know, uh, uh, more of a non peaceful federation in this one. There's conflict within the federation and. They, they have, you know, this grudge with Picard because of the events. I don't want to give too many spoilers away, but, you know, the events that caused, you know, what happened as the main theme of, like, his backstory of what's been going on with the last, uh, you know, what, 20 years. Uh, you know, I like, you know, like, that backstory. I like the way they told it quick. They didn't, like, you know, go and, you know, exaggerate how long they took to explain. It was like, you know, they dropped... Real quick, this happened. It was during the interview on one of the episodes. You know, she started you know, giving him, a, like, a really, like, hard time in the uh, interview, the reporter. And she just started going at him with, like, well, you know, this and this and this and this. And, you know, it just explains the whole backstory without having to, like, you know, see it, you know, somehow. It just, and now you're seeing uh, Picard that he's going through, like, post-traumatic stress. Uh Kaiser coming up pretty soon, you know, post-traumatic stress That's uh, a big topic for him. But, you know, he's kind of going through that because of those events, you know, that happened. And, uh, you know, he feels guilty because he couldn't save all these, you know, these lives. And uh, even though he saved a lot of lives, he couldn't save them all. I I also like the interaction with him and and, uh, the people he lives with in France, you know. So it's kind of cool, you know, they brought him down to earth and uh you know that's that's cool, I think they actually the interaction is pretty neat uh because it's uh, different uh, it's not like it's not like you know oh it's all the same people from the the next generation you know joining them you know it's a little bit different the ship it's not the enterprise it's, um, uh you know that they had to like you know get it on the down basically and uh i you know like to me, I think the series so far. Well, it's been a little bit slow. Remember, this is not the next generation. Somehow, yeah. you know, the same kind of like speed or, or something like that. And the uh, you know, Picard is not a spring chicken anymore. You know.
1: Now, I think um, you you mentioned something about how times changed, like through the the series. I think um, we are seeing a, a more paranoid side of the Federation at this point. Yep because they're still licking their wounds they just came out of the, the dominion war they just came out of right. repeated borg attacks I, I did read some of the novels over the last several years since nemesis There, you know between voyager coming home there was several borg attack. there there's a uh-huh. lot going on um now i think i kind of think picard excuse my language i think picard was uh kind of bs during one of the um Flashback moments. I think it was the third episode where he offered his resignation. I think they asked for his resignation. He didn't offer. They asked for it. But you know, I know he wanted to soften the blow. But I I understood when they when they you know that Starfleet Admiral, that one old lady. I can't remember her name. He was talking to. But you know, it it wasn't a decision that came likely to stop this rescue effort. Um, right. for one thing, the Romulans are their own empire, so I don't know why they're asking for people's help. And especially, they've spent years trying to invade us, um, trying to fracture our alliance. And then, as a result, she stated that 14 planets within our alliance was threatening to withdraw completely. To me, that's substantial mm-hmm. in, in a situation like that. That's almost like if the U.S. went to aid some country then we had, you know, a half a dozen states threatening to withdraw. I mean it's it's almost similar to that.
2: I don't know if that's permitted, but well it, it kind of touches on the whole Brexit uh thing, perhaps. Yeah. You know? He he is of the British descent. John Luke. Is he British or French? French. Well French. yeah he's he's French descent in, in the show. Right. But in real British. life he's British. Yeah, but Sir Patrick Stewart is a british gentleman is that the worst british accent you've ever heard that was pretty bad right it was it was up there yeah well with that said folks yeah oh i tried we're gonna be back in a few minutes here with kaiser and his big news for the show we'll be right back (laughs) drop la bomba that's right that's right drop la bomba Oh, oh, yeah, we're back, back on inside the Jackal's head on psn-radio.com. That is from the legendary Neil Rogers media bag, which uh, the, the late Neil Rogers. If you're not familiar with uh, his show, uh, look him up. He was a historical uh, on-air personality, and that's called La Bomba, meaning the bomb. And uh, now uh, joining us on the show, uh, he is uh, La Bomba himself. Mr. Kaiser, welcome uh, to Inside the Jackal's Head, sir. How are you doing this fine evening?
0: I'm doing outstanding, Jaffy, and how, how's it going, Brandon? Uh,
2: yeah, just letting everybody know there's a small oh, segment oh, oh, that I'll oh, be oh, having. Oh, hold, on, hold, oh, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Oh, hold on. Two, two things are going on there. One, I don't know what happened. Your audio went and started popping. And uh, two, which really should have been one, but I said it backwards because I'm dyslexic sometimes. Uh, you call me Jaffy. What's up with that? I, yeah, so no, no,
0: no, no, no. I I did say that, but never mind. I, it's you you did up. say that. And, that. It's a, it's I on said it sounds ridiculous. You said jackal. You said jackal, and it brought me to Jaffy. It's a mind slip. You know hey, anyways, not hating <laughs> on
2: Jaffy. That, that's that's our buddy. That's our friend. That's our pal. Much you know. Buddy. Shout out, Stan. I I love his show, but I'm Jackal. He's Jaffy.
0: I I know that, brother. That's it. Was as soon as it came out, I was trying to recover by going inside the Jackal's head. So, anyways, it it just got caught too quick. Uh, It would have been. It would have came out a little better. Anyways, this is
2: Kaiser, right? This, you know. Yeah.
0: This is oh. this is Kaiser, and and he just got a little tongue tied when you said jackal, and it, <laughs> it starts with a J, and there was a little screw up in my brain. I'm 51. Give me a break on that. That's my first uh, uh, senior moment on the show. <sighs> Any. <he,
2: laughs> Any, any I way. I understand, I understand. Exactly. They're, they're, they're like he has a J in his name. I have a J in my nickname and like you know we smoking yeah, J's yeah. are fun. I smoked a J before the show, I'm sure you might have done one. Hey, talk good, brother, I ain't mad at you like you know, like the song says. Uh but just remember I'm Jackal. Yeah. I know Jackal.
0: Anyway right,
2: good man. Good man, get good, back, good man. Getting
0: Much back love. to it inside the Jackal's head is Everybody should picture uh, out in uh, Radio Land. This is theater for the mind, and I'm just a subcomponent in the jackal's head. It's the things now, that he thinks about, things
2: that are important, and because correct. of that,
0: I, he invited me to come on inside the jackal's head to have. I don't
2: like the way you and, say that. Hold on, I let me cut you off again. It, it sounds funny when you say it, coming inside the jackal's head.
0: Oh man! <laughs> don't, don't <understand laughs> oh why. Today. You know what show <laughs> you're
2: me. on, my friend. You gotta be careful with your words here. Let me set this up for you, real, real careful here. All all right. Right. Let me let, 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 me, let me throw you the soft before you try to hit the grand slam. Hold on. Let me let, me, right. let me throw you a curveball. Here. Don't go all uh, Houston Astros on me and try to get like signals and stuff. Hold on. Here we go. You're gonna be joining the show now on a full time basis. On the little segment called Kaiser's Corner. That's correct, and this is going to be uh, something that we're going to, uh, you know, have a lot of fun with. Uh, you're, you're, as long as you get my name right, we're going to be good. We're not going to have any, right. any problems. Yeah, we're good. Uh, but, but yeah, tell uh, the audience about uh, Kaiser's Corner and what we're going to do with uh, your segment here, and uh, each week what your world is going to be inside the jackal's head. There's not going to be no coming. You're just going to be a just voice. Inside. Oh, inside the jackal's head. That's right.
0: Yeah, there, there's definitely never any coming in jackal's head. Um, so Not
2: on you know, or in. Of- there's, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, Go. All right. <laughs> so
0: the purpose of it is basically... A five or so minute rant, and then join in a little bit, and then disappear uh, on what I saw relative to the week preceding, and uh, just my thoughts or reflections on something. And I bring it up in a little humorous way, just like we started out today, uh, there may be some slip ups. I'm an old man, and uh, probably the oldest on this uh, show. So just look for my perspective. And as always, you can find uh more in-depth videos in uh Kaiser's Castle, which is on my YouTube Sword Point Nine. And sometimes, since you mentioned Jaffe earlier or I did, however, you might hear me on WPRPN. So that's that's pretty much it. But I'm I am obliged to weekly segments. And I will give those to
2: the Jackal only. Angel Espino. I like the way you say that. Angel Espino.
0: That's more my Dago, my Italian coming out by Zombie.
2: I was thinking more like uh, robot than Italian, but close enough. I mean, robots, Italians, you know. Yeah, you know. <laughs> It's You know, it's funny, though, because uh, my dad's side, uh, third cousin removed from one of his ex-roommates back in 1928, uh, they are from Italy. Right. So there's an Italian to my name. Uh, and the name actually was not Espino. This is a, a funny thing, and this is actually a true thing. The actual name was Espina. mm But there's a funny story behind how it went from Espina to Espino back in, I think it was the 19, if I remember the story right, because it was told to me a long time ago. It was somewhere in the 1950s, I believe. Um, There was a record mix-up remember guys this is way before the internets, uh, there was no uh, floppy disks or uh, computer uh, desktops or laptops tablets phones of uh, smart uh, devices none of that uh, it was very uh, analog and paper and pencil i know you kids out there don't know what a pencil is but it's one of those long sticks that has lead in it and you write with it i know typing writing it's kind of a new concept for uh, for kids Uh, But back then, they kept everything on paper, and uh, somewhere along the lines, one of my ancestors from that time period, one of my uh, great-grandfathers, I believe it was my grandfather, I think it was my great-grandfather, if I remember the story right, when he was born, um, they accidentally put the O instead of the A at the end of his name. And, again, everything was by paper. He, nobody in the family noticed when they got the record. It kind of looks the same when it's, you know, not written in capital. And, yeah you know, birth certificates, uh, most of them were in Cuba and written, you know, like very sketchy. And, after it, you know, the paper was very cheap after a while. It just kind of deteriorated. I have my actual birth certificate, and it's like that's from the 70s, and it's very cheap, very deteriorated. So nobody noticed and I think it was like uh, sometime, like when he was an adult, like maybe 30 years later or something like that, 20 years later, um, he went into the uh, the hospital and they couldn't find his records because it was mislabeled. They had him under a Spino when he was really a Spina. And uh, that's when they discovered the mistake. And he was like, well, you know what? Screw Espina. I never liked that junk anyway. I think I'm going to go with Espino. That sounds pretty good. And he kinda, yeah, it gives he, it a more it.
0: Mediterranean
2: flavor. Yeah. Uh, he was like, you know what? Screw it. But it's funny because if if I ever meet anybody named Espina, there's a better chance that their family, like somewhere down the line in the you know the long blood lines of the Espina and from Cuba, uh, so there's some chance I might meet some family member with that last name, compared to Espino, which is actually the name of the only one I've ever known, uh, and that boggles my mind because I really don't have that family tree that connects fully to the Espino. But there is an old um, Spanish Cuban actor um, named Clavigaso, which I, I don't have no idea how to say it in English. But his name uh, was Espino also, and he's part of the family circle. And he was, like, really famous in Latin America. And uh, I think his nickname was also, like, Tin Don or something like that. And he's part of my family, like, distant, distant cousin. And uh, that's my claim to fame. That's, like, in the Cantiflas era. You ever, you ever heard of Cantinflas?
0: No, never heard of it. I, I ran into a guy, I can't remember his name, uh, from uh-huh. so many years ago while I was on ship. On the USS Denver, we were doing a rim pack, and he's a black gentleman, and he had a book. And it was interesting, this book went through uh, the different names of how black people, black Americans, I'm going to rephrase this, um, how they got their names. And a lot of them go back to, like, the you know, the first Crusades, where the name Moore, I just remember this stuck in my mind. The name Moore and all its different incantations
2: were always be- okay. Uh, lost you, but uh, I was uh, asking about Cantinflas. So you heard about Cantinflas, man? Uh, you know, but I don't know what happened to Kaiser. Are you there, uh, Brandon? I'm still here. Oh, good man. Have you heard of Cantinflas? Because I don't know what happened to Kaiser Heed. He's still on the line, but I think he might have muted himself. I'm not sure. Kazir, if you muted yourself, you might want to unmute yourself. He might be talking to himself and not even be aware. I mean,
1: he sounded like he was kind of breaking up uh, in the beginning. I don't know if he had a bad connection, maybe.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it said
0: connection. It said poor uh, connection. There well, he just I just brought up... Um, I don't know how, but it said poor connection because my thing was rocking. Um, anyways, uh, this gentleman oh, I you're, met. you're
2: you're you're back, and uh, yeah, yep. Real quick before you go back into your story, have you heard of Contiflus?
0: No, I said no at the beginning no. of. Yeah, that's why I said, but it's interesting on the name thing, that's how I let in. See, I probably was breaking up for whatever yeah, reason. Yeah, you were, because I, um, we,
2: we, I don't think anybody heard the answer, no. We just we went into it. Uh, I real quick, before you go back into your story, Katiflas was a comedian back in the 50s and 60s, and actually to the 70s, before he passed away in the 80s. Uh, he's actually considered one of the funniest, probably the funniest Spanish comedian of all time, because he made... Dozens and dozens of uh, Spanish movies. In fact, Charlie Chaplin, uh, when he was still you know, in his prime and his heyday back in the day, uh, said that he uh, was a huge fan, and not only that, that he was the funniest person he had ever seen in a film, was Continuous. And Charlie Chaplin knew. How to, you know, he understood Spanish pretty well, but he didn't speak it that well. As he was one of those guys. But he watched a lot of his movies, and he said he would just die laughing. And imagine, like, a, a Mexican version of, like, Jim Carrey. Oh, that's okay. Kinda, that's kind of who Cantinflas was. Before Jim Carrey, there was Contiflus. He was, like, the the, the, the guy that everybody kind of, like, modeled their comedy in English uh, when it came to that, those kind of, like, movies... Where like the uh, for example, they had, like I don't know if you've seen this in modern day comedies where their scenes were there's a lot said by the main like you know guy in the movie, but at the end of the like whatever he rambles on, he really didn't say shit. Like he just rambled on and on. And like uh, Pauly Shore does that a lot in his early movies. Uh Jim Carrey does that in some of his movies where he just rambles on and you like he would totally he just talk about it. It was just funny but nothing made sense, you know. Uh he d would do that often in the movies and it was just really funny shit. But he was very slapstick where he would fall down and uh you know, he would cause accidents and stuff like very like Charlie Chaplin like, but with a lot more vocals because Charlie Chaplin was a silent guy, huh?
0: Yeah, he just did a lot of <laughs> act outs. I, I can see what right. you're saying. Right. But, um, no, where you go back to it, what
2: you're saying. Where, go for it.
0: Where I was going with it was it's interesting. There was a black gentleman. I was on the USS Denver doing a RIM pack. And, and that's Denver, yeah. Before the Gulf War, okay. Okay. Cool, um, cool. anyways, he, uh, had a book. It was really fascinating. You know, he had looked up the history of black American names. And, uh, like, Here's one that blew me away, and if if you think about it, there's a lot of whites that have the same name. Moore, because of the first Crusades, Moore was people of a Moorish background during the Crusades, and uh, this book had all kinds of fascinating stuff on it like that, and I think if you delve into any name like uh, Schwarzkopf, which is a blackhead, well, that's a German name. And it means blackhead. That meant they probably had blackheaded people in their family. And, uh you know,
2: even though where it's are we a Where going with this? It's anyways, like, you
0: had brought up, brought up, <laughs> up Like, this is just like, you, I'm trying to up, get
2: back to Picard here, and we're talking up, about blackheaded people. Up. Like, where <laughs> are we going with this?
0: No, you brought up Cantifos, and you started to say. He's you, a Mexican. Like, and, what
2: does that have to do with some blackheaded, like,
0: Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Okay, we're good. Don't worry about it, man. We will we'll move on from there. Let's just get along let's get along, shall we?
2: Oh man. Uh have you ever heard of Malika Z York, by the way? No. But I
0: don't you know I don't watch a lot of films, so stuff like that's cool. gonna <laughs> go.
2: <laughs> it just, it's a, yeah it's no he he's wasted. he's not he's not a filmmaker or, or an actor or anything like that. He actually was a uh cult leader in uh, Atlanta, Georgia and he had the uh the Moore the Morse movement. Uh and he claimed he was uh I think like one third of uh, half of a percentage of I think less than uh Elizabeth Warren, Pocahontas. He claimed he was, like, a percentage, a little bit lower than maybe she registered as Native American, but it was enough to get his uh, his little tribe or cult, you know, registered as a religious uh, church movement, so he didn't have to pay taxes, and he bought a bunch of land in Georgia, and he literally, like, reconstructed, like, the pyramids of Giza and all kinds of junk, and uh, he, uh, he, he did a lot to like bring the community uh, from the, the uh, Moors community to uh, live in the uh, property he bought. And then for some strange reason he decided to start raping children. I don't know how that happened. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, and uh, then he got uh, some uh, whistleblowers that came out. And uh, this is a few years back after he wrote some books and he was claiming to be a messiah and all kinds of stuff and uh, well, the the man is now in prison for many, many years. Uh, it, the whistleblowers were actually the children that came out that he was molesting, and uh, he's uh, not a good dude. And uh, check this out. Let's segue a little bit here, and uh, we're going to get back to Picard in a minute uh, because I, I really want to get to that. But there's a lot of uh, news that I do have on AngelEspino.com, and uh, one of them is... Uh, Touching on this very subject, which if you guys go there right now, uh, you'll be able to read along with us on again angelespino.com. dot com yes and uh, or the Jackal dot com not the Jaffe the Jackal
0: oh Shout this is going to gonna be a weekly thing I bet
2: oh I'm gonna ri- I'm gonna rip on you on a weekly basis. Oh, hold on! Let me turn that off. I love my own voice, but not that much. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna rip on you on a weekly basis. You know that. That's a good thing. It is.
0: Let's let's let's, let's get this humiliation going. All right, brother.
2: <laughs> Just make sure you're ready for it. Uh, right. On Kaiser's corner, you're gonna there get you ripped. Go. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, we're gonna get it. back. We're gonna get back to uh, Carter in a second here, but did you hear about this news from California? or as our ex-governor would say from California, California.
0: Yeah, where California wants to exempt the LGBT child rapist from the sex offender registry. That sounds like it's really going to go over well. I honestly think, you know, with that kind of insanity, and the other insanity going on in Cali, I can see where it may flip. Now, you you can call me a liar and you can say I'm guessing, but there's a movement right now in California where I don't know if we're going to have the same election results out of that state as we did the last time in this presidential race.
2: Uh, I I think it's, uh, I think there's a lot of, uh, Drainage from the Swampage is going to be happening in this election in California. Check this out. I'm going to read a little bit of this. It says here, and I, and I wrote the post on my blog again on angelespino.com. dot com. Yeah. Uh, it says, uh, as I wrote, Now the alphabet people in California want to pass a bill to make... Make it so if you're part of their community and, uh, you know, they uh, shouldn't be charged with pedophilia if a grown adult rapes a minor. That's right, folks. The Congress have a bill they want to pass to make the alphabet community happy that if one of them should have intercourse with a minor child, they don't get, uh, they don't have to register as a sex offender to move into your neighbor. Think about that for a second. So Obama, like I put here, he put very beautifully written, I put, so Obama wanted to put transgenders in our bathrooms, uh, now they want to go and put this, folks, the, con- the country's been lost, if this passes. Yep. And uh, I tell you what, if this happens, and this bill goes through, and I'm not reading the uh, page, I want you guys to go read it yourself, but if this passes, uh, guys, uh, California, you know what? Uh, we should build a wall around California and just give them back to Mexico. Like, you know what? Mexico take California, just keep it. Because yeah, yeah, well, eh, I'm starting to be done with California. I'm just saying
0: what they what they call that? The um, trying to remember from my time uh, the Astland project where they wanted to. Uh, resettle the Southwest into Mexico? Wasn't that what it was called?
2: You know what they could call it uh Cali exit. You know, ass exit. Whatever they want to call it. Just if yep. if if they keep going in this direction, because it's getting scary out of Cali. Let me tell you, a lot of crazy things are, are being said, are being done. But if this bill somehow catches fire and they pass this, along with they wanted a, some crazy out, uh, you know, Democrat in California wanted to make it so Trump couldn't uh, be on the ballot uh, for the election. How do you exclude the president from running in the election in a state? How does that happen? Well, how do you even have the balls to do that?
0: Well, how do you impeach a president that didn't do anything wrong? Yeah, you know, they did it, and, you know, you saw what it is. So it's all political, man,
2: and that's how I look at it. Yeah, but that's that's a little bit crazy. <laughs> Just trying to impeach, by the way, that's a good one. Uh, if you think about this, uh, they're trying to make it so, I and it's looking more and more like this, they're trying to make it so Pete Buttigieg, uh, booty guy, they're trying to make it so that he is the nominee for the Democratic uh, Party, and I think that he is the, They're trying to make him the alphabet people Obama. Just saying that five times real quick. The alphabet people Obama. The alphabet, people, Obama. The alphabet, people, Obama. The alphabet, people, Obama. Rewind. People, Obama, alphabet. Or something like that. Uh, Brandon, you've been awfully quiet. What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: I'm still laughing from earlier. <laughs>
2: i was trying to mute it out. Um, uh, this happens. <laughs> sorry. Um... Speaking of black people head, give us your thoughts, my friend, black people head. The black head, the the (laughs) black (laughs) That was funny as shit, man. I I had no idea where he was going with that.
1: I'm sorry, I had (laughs) had to take the headphones off off the camera. (laughs) Oh, God. Um... Fun, doing good, man. Uh, this, <laughs> this is going to be fun. man. zombies to
2: This is going to be good. We have a, a Cuban, we have a genuine black person and a genuine uh, older person who slips up once in a while and he happens to be white. So this is going to be a good. Day. <laughs>
1: um yeah, it, I like that I like that question. How do you impeach a president that never did anything wrong? You know, and with California's situation, I know they've been making a lot of are trying to make a lot of changes to how, how the voting system works. I, I, think it's just a, it's just a freak show out there politically, economically, socially, uh, environmentally. I, I just, I don't know what's happened to that, that once it was a great state at one point. You know, I don't know what happened. Our friend Daryl may disagree. You know, he's a diehard Californian, but, um, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's a shaky situation. I think Trump will, um, I'm a little disappointed on the republican side. I think Trump will take the uh definitely take the republican nomination. I was actually trying to see if anybody would go against him on the
2: republican side, but it's like nobody there
1: <laughs> the well,
2: there, there were there' was, uh a few candidates, but i mean really he's the uh, sitting president well you you think any of them are gonna get any traction and uh i mean there's no debate for the uh for the you know for the right. they can try to run, but they're not gonna get anywhere. And uh, but there were like four heads. I don't. I have no idea what the names are, by the way. But I did see like there's four dudes against Trump, and uh, I think they're either all done already or because he's the nominee, he's the president. I mean, he's the incumbent. Uh, but now, as far as the left, uh, it, it looks like Creepy Joe, uh, Uncle Joe, Sniffing Joe, Blow Joe, Quid Pro Joe. Uh, quick JoJo3030JoJo, whatever the hell his name is, uh, he's going to be sniffing glue somewhere else because it's not going to be in the White House. I'll tell you that much. Uh, hes I think he is done for. I think the media is trying to get rid of him. Uh, I do believe they're trying to get rid of Bernie Sanders. I think that thing is also rigged against Bernie and i uh, I'm telling you they're pushing for uh mayor p Buttigieg. edge guy they're pushing for that guy and i you a booty yeah exactly don't judge the booty uh that should be a slogan by the way there you vote go. vote for me don't judge the booty
0: hey i I'll tell you something fascinating though you you talked about republicans uh not trying to go against trump uh i think that, that Mitt Romney actually floated a trial balloon when he did that uh, vote to convict. I think that was him trying to, and then his little, I've got to go with my feelings. When Utah now is pushing, of course, it's not because there's Mormons there, but they're pushing for uh, multi-marriages again, you know, polygamy. So that's, that's something that really hasn't hit the mainstream much at all.
2: Your thoughts? Right. Well, I can uh, definitely get down with multiple wives. I have no issues with that. What do you think they were at? Uh, detox? I'm fine with that. Yeah, I have no issues with that. Hey, I, Not I, I, mean, this is the way, I see, this, I, this is way a, I see it. I need to check this, the
1: credit scores, but I mean, you know, I'm, yes. I'm
2: good. Yes. Yeah, the way I've, I see it is the more the, the, more the merrier. Double me me your pleasure, double your fun.
0: I've got one wife. And all the time I spent in the Near East with these guys having four and five wives, I'd look at them and I'd say I couldn't imagine the bickering. And until you go to their houses and see how the wives interact, oh yeah, you wouldn't like it. Trust me, it sounds better than it is.
2: Oh, but if they get them all in a menage a threesome or a menage a twosome or whatever they call it, it's going to be a whole lot of worth it. Let me tell you. I don't know. They
0: that's not how they play it over there, but. That's for another
2: day. <laughs> well, or another night, or another yeah, there you go. overnight, <laughs> <laughs> or another thirty seconds, depending on how off, uh, you know.
0: Well, I hope it's not thirty seconds. I hope you're not a minute man, brother.
2: Well, no, that's under a minute. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm. You know what? I'm, like Dave Chappelle said, I'm tired of being vilified for being quick. I mean, what, what are y'all trying to do, ladies? Come, right? Well, same here. Some, like Chippo would say it's not my fault that I'm quicker. I'm a speed fucker. You know, shit happens.
0: <laughs> I'll tell you the funniest thing I ever saw out in Pahrump, Nevada, 55 miles due west of Las Vegas. Uh, when I was a Marine, we used to go to Vegas on long weekends because it was cheap back then. Right. And I I'd head out to this
2: uh it's uh, not cheap now.
0: <laughs> I know it's no. not. I know it's I've been there lately. But here's the thing. I used to go out there when me and my one girlfriend broke up. I'd go out there to Perump to Sherry's Ranch. It was a brothel. And uh it, the motto on the card, I still have the card today. Uh where our customers always
2: come first.
0: Ah, that's a for real fucking motto, brother.
2: As long as it don't do it on my head, we're good. <laughs> oh, bukkake. <laughs> no, no Bukaki on the jackals' kabasaki. <laughs> All right. Brother. We don't bukkake on the jackals' kabasaki. <laughs> oh, that's good.
0: All right. Huh? Uh, did you want to talk about the uh, multicultural, racist, and hypocrite at work?
2: No, I want to go back to Picard, because that's kind of close to to that. (laughs) Uh, It's multicultural. You know, the the Romulans, have been racist against the Romulans on the show. I know you've been sort of watching, Kaiser, but, uh, you know, when we were off the air, uh, Detox here brought up a good point with the Cube, and I know we wanted to get back to that, uh, because uh, it was actually a good uh, point. I wanted to uh, let him speak on it. So Brandon, you want to uh, go ahead and address that? Uh, another we're back, uh, and segue away from uh, what was happening earlier. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, are, are you composed, by the way? Are you okay? Yeah, I'm. i good to go. I'm good to go. Okay. okay. Um,
1: thank <laughs> you. Um, <laughs> now for those that have, that have been watching Picard and, and YouTube, Jackal, you you've seen that there is an element of the Borg in the show. Um we got a Yes you know sorry if I'm spoiling things for you people, but we got a Romulans in control of a some sort of a Borg ship. I don't want to call it a derelict because we don't know where it came from or what it is. But right. to me, I don't know where the story is gonna end up with Picard, but to me this could be a, a precursor or a prelude to maybe a future war with the Romulans, especially if we discover them in possession of some type of borg
2: technology. What do you think, Jackal? That's kind of where I was going with that. I think uh, you, you know, it, there's always a lot of politics involved with Star Trek in particular, and I think that's going to be part of like what's going on here with the Romans. Eventually, they're going to be exposed politically as uh, you know, doing stuff in covert operatives uh, mode inside that board ship. I think the uh, Starfleet doesn't trust them for that reason. And they'll never trust him for that reason. Picard has a soft spot for everybody, and that's always been kind of like his issue. And I like the fact they're bringing the Borg back in in sort of a way with Jerry Ryan coming back. And, of course, you know, John Luke has his history with the Borg, so I I do like the connections they're doing there. And, honestly, the best Star Trek, even the movie, when the Next Generation crew was involved, was the one with the Borg. That, to me, uh, that was my favorite uh, from the movie run that they were on. So having that connection, uh, even, you know, that helps to me big time because it it keeps not only my interest in what's going on, but it adds a new element where, like, what are they doing on the board ship? You know, what's, what's this about? Like, that was surprising. And uh, I'm cool with them, man. I like the I like where they're going with it. I, I kind of like want to see where they go uh, in the next few episodes. Now, it's going to be like, what, only eight episodes or ten episodes? Something like that? It's a short season, right? Yeah, it's extremely short, ten episodes.
1: We're already halfway yeah. through
0: it. That's kind of like what they did with Game of Thrones yeah. and The Mandalorian. I think that's going to be the way standard. they... Yeah. yeah, standard for bringing in new shows. I... I'm... I'm... I'm kind of curious about some of the – just like you said, Brandon, um, I'm kind of curious to see where they go with it. Uh, I agree with a lot of the – now, just like with all the different things, I can agree with both sides, and I don't need to argue about it. But I think – here's the mess I think they got into with Star Trek is it became very woman-oriented – and I can make a joke because of what um, the Jackal said earlier about uh, Picard having a soft spot for Romulans. It's no different than James Kirk when he had a soft spot for everybody, but and even including a green woman. So, um, you know, that that's just the case. You know, he's a man. But it seemed to be... No, different. no, 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 I no.
2: Hold on, hold on, hold on. James Kirk didn't have a soft spot he had a hard on for women
0: yeah well he wanted to get into color. their soft spot so that's what I was trying to be quiet about but you just oh, make okay. it very blatant so okay cool
2: that that's what no, I'm, ca- I'm captain obvious this is my yeah, head
0: Captain
2: obvious
0: and yes. but anyways uh, no the reality is I, I think that and I'd love to hear Brandon's thoughts on this and yours too honestly jackal. Um, I want to hear your thoughts on if you think, like a lot of people do, that it's become very gynocentric, i.e., the woman, uh, whatever admiral or whatever chief of Starfleet, talking down to him and all that stuff. Your thoughts?
1: Uh, this this was something I didn't know if I was even going to touch on tonight, but you you brought up a good point, Kaiser. Um, it is a very Female uh, dominated cast. Um, of course, you have a card, but it seemed like everyone that we're subtly introducing to the show seems to be uh, a very female dominated cast. I don't see that changing. I I mean, if you were asked my personal opinion, I don't really care for that because a lot of um, other sci fi legacies have dwindled because of female dominated uh, casts like Ghostbusters. They even talk about bringing out an f- all female Fast and Furious. We can't, no, <laughs> I can't do it.
0: Yeah, that would be a fail.
1: Yeah, that's, that's just no, nothing but more agenda that's bound to fail. But, um, yeah, like you say, we got the female that, well, I, I can't remember her name, that old woman, that admiral that told Picard to leave. Then you got the, um, Starfleet security person that Vulcan, whatever she is. Um, very bizarre character, by the way. Um, and then, picard's own little renegade crew like i'm I, you probably didn't hear this earlier but i'm not really feeling the crew that he put together it has nothing to do with they're not wearing uniforms and not in a typical bridge scene but it's just a lot of clashing sarcasms bouncing around from each character you have uh jack what, what's that woman name with the uh that weird hair Raffy, or whatever her name is
2: yeah i think it's raffi here's the I, here's I a, here's a question for you guys part. Here's a question for you guys, because uh, you know I, I understand your your frustration and your anger and your anti-vagina monologues there, uh, but let me ask you: Did we not have women in Star Trek before? I remember powerful women in the next generation, like uh, Doctor uh, Beverly, uh, what's her name, uh, Wesley Crusher's uh, mom.
0: Yes, but they. Here's the difference in.
2: Well, I mean, well, no, Let I me mean, finish are trying well, to control no, the scene like they are now. Yeah. You know, but they, yeah. they, they've, they've had, they've had, had those, episode. but they had those episodes back then also. I mean, there was always, uh, you know, episodes where the, the doctor was, uh, you know, a big contributor, or the psychic, I, I don't remember a lot of the names because I'm not a big checker, but I remember seeing these episodes, and like, uh, what's the other one? Uh, yeah, The but, psychic. Yeah, well, no, let I me mean, finish. What's her name, uh, Brandon, the uh, psychic one? The one was with... Uh, uh, with uh, Troy, yeah, 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 Troy, yeah, well, yeah. Lieutenant yeah. Troy, right. Um, and then we we had also Catherine Janeway as but, the captain. I mean, but we've, ha- but, we've had we've uh, had hold on, not, hold on, but we've had women in Star Trek for a long time, so it's yeah. not like that's a foreign yeah. concept.
0: No, you're you're taking it in a different direction. Even with Janeway, she was the captain, so right. it's going to be about. Hold on, let me finish. And this person it's was gonna, above the admiral. It's, Okay, let me finish. <laughs> she was the captain of the vessel, okay, and they built her around and the vessel around her. That's the way that's supposed to be. That's natural. That's normal. That's not gynocentric and it's not anti-vagina what we're talking about. I've been married 26 years. If I was anti-vagina, I I would not have been married this long.
2: No, uh, really sure. but but TV. the
0: but the point is is Janeway...
2: I'll, I'll, I'll bring one, I'll bring one Janeway, name up that will completely Janeway, destroy your point Janeway, there, by way the way.
0: Was, Janeway was the star on that particular series, okay? Now, when you're reintroducing a series and Jean-Luc, unless they're not going to keep him as a star, unless they're just putting him in just to get likes and people to watch it, and then they're going to switch roles, which I'm thinking they're going to do. I'd love to hear your guys' take on it. But the point is, you introduce the cast, and of course you have to have a, the leading person, male or female, to control it. And it was—you're right—they had specific episodes as the show progressed, following the the doctor, following Leanna Troy, following every female, and, every, and even Ohora had her own episodes back in the sixties. So. Right. But that was after you introduced the cast, what the point of the show is, so but this is the cast, was, and, but this is the he, cast, he, and this is on, the, let me and they're finish, telling you, let me finish, but the then point,
2: then but hold on, but, but hold on, you're completely contradicting what's happening. They already, I'm, already introduced you, hold on, I mean, let me, uh, continue real quick. Okay. They already, look, they already started telling you what the point of the show is. There's something Guffin already on the show, which is the uh, second girl. Uh, they already have part of the cast put together when it comes to the crew, I mean, uh, which they introduced them and they gave them their own little story. Picard has been driving most of the scenes. They need to introduce these other characters so they can get the crew together, and that's what they've been doing. Again, uh, you also got to take into consideration this is a 10-episode season. This is not going to have 25 episodes. You got to do everything like one at the time, and we know who Picard is. We don't have to give you a, a lengthy backstory on who he is. We know look, who he was. Look, he was the captain be, for 10 years. It can the, be done... Uh,
0: It can be done the right way, and I'll give you an example. That's why I'm saying, let me finish, because I knew where you were going to go with that. Here's the point. The Mandalorian. You and I have both seen it, right? The Mandalorian introduced a very strong character, and she is a a MMA girl, okay? She's Uh for real deal. She's a for real deal badass, okay? You can see the way they introduced her. First, they built him in the first couple shows. Then they introduce her; it fits like a glove. I think that's a perfect fit. That's what Star
2: Trek used to do. But that's—I understand that. But you
0: you cut me off without letting me finish. My point, brother, is that you introduce them at a particular point, and you build them up. They're different characters, Kaiser.
2: But they're different characters, Kaiser. They already introduced the, the main girl and the twin. And uh, they're completely different characters. They're, they're different shows. This character from Mandalorian is a bounty hunter, and she is there. And I like the way they introduce her. I love the, the Mandalorian, but they're completely different characters. Just because they're not the same introduction doesn't make it bad.
0: Yes, it does. Because Okay, let, let's hear from oh, Brandon, well. because I, he's he follows Star Trek a lot closer than I do. And I did follow it all the way up through Janeway. I didn't like, uh, I I love Deep Space Nine. That was a whole different concept. That was cool. But the point is, Brandon's the guy who's a Star Trek man. I'm more of a Star Wars guy. But I'm saying, when you double back on the twins, that was like nonsense. And I have no idea why they put that in there. And all of a sudden, she's a superhero, And then she gets killed. Whatever. Who cares? I'm not about that. If you're going to have a main character, which Picard would be, he would not be getting dressed down by everybody in the opening episode. And it wouldn't go like this unless it's gotten political. And I want to hear Brandon's take because he probably will have an entirely different take than both me and you, brother.
2: Well, before Brandon gets on, I'll tell you this much. And I said earlier, you, you just weren't listening before you got on the air. But the reason that they they have uh, the two girls, the twins, is because mirroring uh, data, having data, and before. Remember, there's two datas, there's two twin girls. Right. So and that's, also the, that's the mirror effect that they're having. It's, that's standard yeah. storytelling. It's and just Well, rhyming.
0: yeah. It's standard storytelling, but even with data, you didn't know that until you were deep into the episode. So I it, it just go back but and rewatch them.
2: Yeah, the but it's just a, a different way of telling the story. It doesn't mean to make it doesn't make it bad just because it's not the way you it like. Does. It Remember, no, it does. remember, TV watching, and movies is all subjective. It doesn't make it good you, or bad. It's just if you enjoy it or not. Well, but this is actually a, a, when it comes to storytelling, it, it actually it fits in perfectly with the story they're trying to if, tell. If Whether you, know, you like. Now, that's subjective. If you go but, if
0: you go by every hero's journey, it always starts the same way, and that's the hero's journey, and that's what they did with Janeway perfectly. That's what they did with Picard back in the day perfectly. That's what they did with uh, uh the I think he was an admiral in Deep Space Nine or not Deep Space Nine. Uh, um, I said it earlier. Um, Cisco. Uh, yeah, Cisco. And, and you start out with an, a slight introduction of everybody, but you don't just swing it wild. And you don't actually have a hero to follow whose journey. And that's what they've done. And you don't need to rush it. They didn't rush it in a Mandalorian. You do not need to rush the people coming in, male or female. And it's a kaleidoscope of just all these different things coming in that's absolute. It, like you said, nonsense for nonsense sake. You don't remember what they even said or what the whole point of why they're there. And that's that's good storytelling if you don't do that. And it doesn't matter if it's a TV series. They've always held to that because it makes sense to the human being. It's this fast fashion of this Depeche Mode of social media that makes it like
2: you know, And that's my it's, opinion. It, it, it's funny because that contradicts completely what Detox, Brandon, who was saying earlier to him, is actually going slow, and you're saying it's going too fast. So already you guys are at opposite ends, and uh, that, to me, it's hysterical, because I think it's going at the perfect pace in introducing the characters. Like we're completely at opposite ends here, all three of us. Uh, Brandon, you want to address that? Because, you know, for you, it's going way too slow, and apparently it's going way too fast for Kaiser.
1: Oh, that, that's that's an interesting contrast. I don't think that's a bad... Uh, take on any of our three parts here. My thing is, it seems Again, like it's compared subjective. to true, and compared to previous Trek incarnations, you know, we have the the crew wherever they come from. Normally, the that and that's my biggest pet peeve with the slow moving, what what I call slow slow moving plot. Normally, we have the crews assembled within thirty minutes of the show. It's, traditionally, we're spending three four episodes assembling just adding one new person to this i'm just kind of like all right well who is this person who are we waiting on now It to, to me it's just kind of dragging out the, the initial story i think something will lead to something better in the end but for right now to me it's just kind of like especially after the second episode i'm just kind of like okay um who, who are we waiting on next who's going to join this next what's the next piece of this you know it's that's I guess to me it's just not going you know i don't want to blow through it, but it's just kind of like you've got ten episodes and we 've already used half of the season just assembling the the characters that make up the story i 'm just kind of like, are we going to be rushed at the very end or what, what's going to happen you know but there there is a curiosity that I have with this story we'll we'll see where it goes um, and falling back to an earlier point you guys made about. Uh, the female characters taken over, this sort of thing. Um, everybody have their, their particular role, okay? We had, uh, like you just mentioned, Janeway was the captain. She built her crew around her. She built the ship around her. Um, my contrast with the characters we've seen in Picard, everyone has their own little agenda. We have Rafi. I don't know even we'll understand why she's on the mission. She... She's hostile toward everybody. I, I kind of don't even identify with the character. Whenever someone tries to introduce themselves to her, she's just like, who's this? Who made her part of who? It's just like, and I'm over here thinking, we just had a flashback of her 14 years ago where I'm like, you must have been a, a crappy officer because you got canned and you were just a lieutenant. We're, nobody's even attacking that point. But um, whatever reason she got canned for, they're they're not touching it um the doctor lady i can't think of her name all of a sudden she seems to be interesting but um the the I, the romulan guy um the the one with the hot sister you've seen her jack or the one that uh that that choked the romulan guy in the last episode i what i can't yep. think of her name yeah yeah She i mean I, I i won't do my sisters but that one is pretty hot
2: <laughs> yep 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 yep, yep. <laughs> In the, word, in the word, in the words of yeah. some of the ancestors, I concur. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm not saying seat. I would do her if she was my sister, but I'm not saying I wouldn't.
2: <laughs> Let's just say if there's some Romulan ale involved, uh, there, there might be some that, pale that's, pale anyway.
1: Out of all the the female ensemble they've assembled in this series, that that's kind of the one I'm kind of like, what is she doing? You know, what, what, a, I'm kind of more interested in what, what her ultimate role is going to be in this. But, uh, besides from choking her brother, you know, <laughs> right, right,
2: right,
1: right. <laughs> she's, she's definitely marketing the sex appeal more than the other one, uh, the other oh, people definitely. that have been on the show so far, but she
0: got that booming system. That's right. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. she she's definitely uh she's
1: definitely keeping something some blood flowing on the show, that's for sure. <laughs> so telling. you see what
2: I'm saying? There's a little something for everybody on the show, Picard. Uh-huh. Yeah,
1: I I think um with with Picard in particular, I think the show does have potential. Um I'm I'm not discounting it uh as of yet, but you know, we've we've soaked up already so many episodes into an extremely limited season, um, and like I said, watching TV today is not as it was back in the early 2000s and even the 90s. We're not, like you say, we're not getting 20 episodes per season. I'm a little disappointed with that. Uh, watching television is becoming a little cumbersome for me because we're not getting as much material. It seems like the actors don't want to work as much, but they want to get paid <sighs> more. That's obvious. You know, yeah. d- you know. And- well, that's
2: part of it, but it, also, uh, you know, and this is something that for shows like this, considering as it's, it's on a streaming platform, it gives it a good chance to, you know, be picked up for multiple seasons. But it all, if you condense it to ten, fifteen episodes around there, you are also going to get better storylines that connect, to not standalone episodes or filler episodes, plus. Uh, the special effects budgets you're going to be able to be taken and really you know used better than if you have to you know use the show's budget on a 25 episode season. If uh, you condense it to 10 and you give it a good budget, it's almost like making one big movie. Because a lot of these things that are like 10 episodes, eight episodes, they cost like 250 million dollars to make, like a big budget movie. They what they do is they shoot. A lot of hours because, and this is something actually I wanted to ask you guys uh, before we continue to the news in a little bit um, with this concept of the show because this is not a standalone uh, episode, you know, show. This is a, uh, a narrative that it has a story arc, and every episode connects to the last episode, and that's also different from what we're used to with Star Trek, even with uh, Discovery or some of the, uh, you know, considering especially the older, uh, series, they were all, you know, standalone episodes for the most part with continuing background storylines, but still every episode felt like it was just its own thing, um, with, you know, whatever was going on in, in the universe or the, the galaxy or the Federation or whatever, uh, in the background, but... Uh, This is literally we're following this one story arc that Picard is, you know, going through. Does that difference make at all a big difference in the way you guys are viewing the show at all? Because it is different from what you're used to with Star Trek.
0: Well, I'll give my two cents real quick, Brandon, and it's going to be very quick.
2: Uh,
0: We're not talking apples and oranges when we're talking about story development. When you look at the same kind of thing happened with Game of Thrones and then they fucked up the ending. Okay, And then you look at something like The Mandalorian. That first season, it did exactly what you said. It built the characters. You got to know the characters. There were some ancillary characters that came in that were fun too. The woman who had the droids playing cards with them while they were repairing a ship. All that kind of stuff. It gave flavor to it. And then when Yoda got snatched, and in the end you saw... The actual um, the child, Mandalorian. He's like
2: Yoda. He's the child.
0: Well, the baby Yoda. Uh, no, no, we, no, no.
2: He's the child. I, no yeah. Baby Yoda. I, well,
0: anyways, everybody knows what I'm talking about. So <laughs> it, it's like an argument I got into with a guy about generations and night vision. This guy just kept particularly going to the different gens, and I'm like, dude, I was around when we had infrared was the only night vision. And now we have night vision that's, the, the night optics we have now are generations ahead. You wouldn't believe some of it, even the, uh, the different therm- thermal systems. They didn't even exist back then. My point being is that you see the transition and it came to the final conclusion when that TIE fighter got brought down. He was leveling up. It was like a video game, a long video game. And he finally got his rocket pack. He brought down a TIE fighter carrying the child. And once that was done, leave Daddy alone. he did this thing and went away. And the ending was way cool because you remember what he had in his hand when he cut himself out of that TIE fighter. And that's good storytelling. Just like, Game of Thrones was good storytelling until the very end. The last season was shit. And with Picard, right now, and the season's not over, they can pull this out completely, in my opinion, if they start building all the characters and getting us to love them and like them. And that's the point of a good hero's journey. And your thoughts, Brandon, brother?
1: Guys, I totally agree with that. Um, You know, they need to do a a better job, which I think they can still salvage what you just said. Make us like the characters. Make us want to get to know the characters. You know, it seems like we're just seeing them from the outside, and that's it. We're not getting... um, Like you say, you know, time's limited, unfortunately, in today's modern theater. We're not, you know, getting all these episodes like we used to. But I want to get a closer glimpse into... This character, that character, let's, let's like the characters. Let's, you know, make them connect. And you just mentioned a good point. We got a hero that's, it's on a journey. Whether you want to call it his last journey or, you know, it may not be his last journey. We don't know. But, you know, if this, th- these are people that are here to stay, let's get to know them. Let's get to like them for, for different reasons. You know, let's, let's blend it all together. Um, that's one thing that, Trek has relied on for decades throughout all the series. I mean, like you said, deep space on was a fantastic concept. You had all these people from all these backgrounds, all these um, planets, you know, whatever, whatever you want to call it, this diversity, that blended together to a beautiful project that has aged beautifully to this day. Voyager had the same thing. There was a little bit more interpersonal conflict with the Voyager series, but they still it was cohesive and everyone still got the job done. Enterprise did the same thing. That was a little bit more of a raw project. That was great. We'll just leave Discovery out and just don't even want to go into that. <laughs> but, um I think we'll we'll just leave Discovery alone. That's just outlier for right now. That's another that's a whole other show right there. But let's do something for Picard where but we, it's we get not in the J.J. J.
2: Abrams universe it's back in the regular timeline at least it's with the Trekkies
1: I am, which, I which, am I'm I'm feeling frankly blessed by that I think J.J. J. Abrams is killing everything he's touched we're not seeing as many lens flares there were a couple of lens flare violations on the last Picard episode <laughs> But
2: A nod to J.J. That's what I'm saying. That was a nod that's to tri- J.J. That's his hidden tribute right there, the lens Flares. <laughs> the Easter egg.
1: <laughs> but I think we need to keep moving forward. Um, I would like to see if there is a second season. I heard the show has already been renewed for a second season. I, I can't. Yep. I, I mean, I know Patrick Stewart's a powerful name even to this day. I'm surprised they already said it's the second season in, in production. Um, but let's, let's keep this thing going. Um, I'm curious about to see, I'm curious to see where, where the story takes us, where, where, where it goes. I would like to see, um, a little bit more Starfleet in the end. You know, I kind of feel like this is kind of like reminiscent of Voyager. You just see this one ship that's a standalone and it's a renegade ship. Um, I I don't want it to maintain that premise forever. Let's bring people back, you know, and, uh, I agree with what Patrick Stewart said. I don't think there should be a, a next-generation reunion show. Um, I, I don't mind seeing a guest star here and there, maybe, but I would like to see. Well, um, they've had
2: data on the show, kind of, sort of. Yeah, yeah, that, those are more dream sequences in the beginning. Um, but he died, remember, so you can't really have data back full, you know, blown data.
1: Yeah, I don't want data back. I don't, weird. I don't want data full back, not like data. that. Um, i don't't I don't Jonathan date, I Frake's, uh
2: no, number one's going to be on the show or has he's going to be
1: introduced i think yeah. in the next uh i think maybe that two episodes that. from now yeah. um and you know this is supposed to be you know a few years after Dominion a few years after Voyager gets home. I would like to see it expand to something beyond the classic um Romulan Klingon I'm like this is we've we've expanded in space a little further let's introduce something more dangerous you know of course speaking of
2: dangerous hold on speaking of dangerous and expand uh, have you seen what uh, Jonathan Frakes looks like these days he's expanded yes
1: I would would really like to tackle this until after I see the episode where (laughs) he's but I, 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 I was hoping he would be an active officer or something not some old fat guy in the woods but I mean, yeah. I, we will. I will tackle this on a later. <laughs> <episode>. <laughs> hey,
0: hey! Don't be hitting on old fat guys in the woods now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, you guys no, know. hey, but he
2: was number one. Now it looks like he has trouble taking a number one. Like,
1: and, I Jack, can't let reach me ask it. you something. Speaking of number one, let me ask you: You remember the dog that he had been promoting through this whole show? Where was the dog when the Romulans attacked his house? <laughs>
2: If the dog is actually bright, probably not around. he probably say, oh, screw this, and then he'd Hey,
0: I would oh. like to see some cross-promotion, and I'll tell you this. That dog should have been replaced by those dogs they used in that one uh, film I saw years ago where the predators were hunting people on a planet. That was actually some wild-ass-looking dogs. You remember them? They had, like, the horns on them. Running after them. Yeah, players. yeah. What was that? Predators, I think it was
2: called. Predators. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. Predators. I don't remember that scene, but uh, probably was you high not know the I
0: movie where they uh, dropped people by parachute, in, and they woke up falling, and then this disparate band of people had to fight for survival. You had a Yakuza, a, a Soviet spetsnaz, a Jewish sniper.
2: Uh, That's something like Gary Dream I have, actually, since I've been 12.
0: No, it it was actually a really good uh, Predator. They had all kinds of different life on this planet, and they would hunt all of it. Wasn't that
2: Requiem, like Predator Requiem, or...? No, it was called Predators. Oh. But they, they had one called Requiem, right? That was Aliens. Ah, see, they've made a whole lot of crossovers of those after uh, the first uh, AVP.
0: Yep, and I I don't mind cross-promotion or cross-blending, things like that, because, you know, it just gives a wink and a nod. Just like um, in The Mandalorian, they were roasting the one character that used to hang on uh, Jabba the Hutt's, you know, body. Right. Laugh all the time, and one was getting roasted, and the mother was crying because it was her son or something getting spit roasted. <laughs> yeah, it was Not spit roasted in a pornography thing. I know where your mind's going there.
2: No, Jeff. no, no, no. I, I remember the scene, and it was funny because he was actually getting roasted. They're going to eat him like a porn. Mm-mm. Yep. uh that was a fun scene. I do like the, uh, the tie ins on Mandalorian, but uh, anyway. Uh, I guess we're not going to agree on Picard now. No?
0: I don't know. I'm I'm waiting for... I, I thought Brandon would be throwing in some good humor and jokes, man. mm uh-huh. I hate cracking up.
2: <laughs> I, I think he's still mutes himself. I think he's still laughing at the earlier uh, part of the show.
1: Yeah, I'm good. I'm composed. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, uh, uh, good I've... I've uh, I've I've intercepted a lot of uh, interesting names for the Picard series. Uh, I've I've heard Star Trek The Lone Colonoscopy Star Trek Geriatrics.
2: Yes. Um, They have Jerry Ryan on the show now, so there you go. Yeah, yeah.
0: Star Trek The Mountains of Bush. Gotta love it. I heard that, you know.
2: There
1: you go. Um, I'm gonna be interested to see where Jerry Ryan comes into play. Um, I was actually happy to see... uh, um, Jonathan Del Arco play Hugh again I um, yep. follow him on his uh, personal Facebook page uh, you know seeing him in back in the role it'll be interesting to see I'm kind of wondering is he someone that can be trusted people are, are t- responding oh well you saw him in the last Next Generation episode he was in he can be trusted I'm like uh, that was just almost 30 years ago and this was before he started hanging out with Romulans I <laughs> mean I don't, I, I mean, I think it's a valid point. We haven't seen him in a long time. We don't know what he's been through. Um, I would like Jerry Ryan to come on and uh, explain some of her life since, uh, you know, Voyager returned. Um,
2: see some more of that. Um, but do really what, need that? a full explanation on, on her, like, Journey since Voyager. Not, not a complete
1: explanation. Not a complete explanation. Um, you know, just a quick five minute excerpt. You know, uh, something. You know. Um,
2: I think she'll I dred- bring up
0: the uh, divorce. She got wasn't it, the Cleveland mayor. She was married to the divorce because he wanted her to do menage a trois. I would like.
1: I'd like to know more about that.
2: Yeah, yeah. What well, can I uh, can I Google that? It, it yeah. It
0: well, right now Google it, and I believe it was a Cleveland mayor she was married to, and they got a divorce because he was pushing for her to go swing with him.
1: Well, uh, Cleveland. Let me search Cleveland trois, Jerry, Yes, Jerry, Ryan. Jerry.
2: This we gotta do. Google Jerry Ryan, Ryan trois
0: Jerry Ryan divorce because it came up in the divorce hearings.
1: How do you spell
2: Twa, T-Y-A-W or Is something? These people gonna twa. I think that's about right. T-W, yeah, I think so. Uh, Jerry Ryan uh, Menage was...
0: No, oh, just Divorce. Just bring up the Divorce, brother, and it'll tell the, the salacious
2: details. Salacious Crumb, that's the name of uh, the character that gets roasted, by the way.
0: Exactly, that's the species, yeah. Yes. Crumb. No, no, I
2: think that's actually his name, Salacious Crumb. I want her to talk crap about Janeway for a minute, too, if she gets around to it on the show. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what, speaking of females, uh, female characters, I love Janeway. I, I'm actually a big fan of the Voyager series. I know a lot of uh, people give it, you know, flack because it was... Uh, a little uh, campy at times, you know, but I actually liked it. Uh, I liked Neelix. I liked uh, even Chicote, which means I, I was a big Chicote fan. I was big
1: I was definitely a big fan of Chicote. Um of course, you know, the seven kinda you know, in retrospect some people some of the other cast members this day claimed that uh not specifying any cast members, but they were saying that, you know, she kinda stole the spotlight when she came on board, you know. Jerry, that's, Ryan, like, yeah. Which I mean, let's be honest, she did.
2: Yeah. But you know,
1: I think the I think the the development was kind of lacking for some of the characters on Voyager. Of course, to this day, people joke that Harry Kim was always an ensign.
2: Um, well, he was. And, so, doing of space, I mean, what are you gonna do? Like, uh, you're now you promoted to lieutenant, Kim, and I, you know.
1: I think she should have because she promoted Tom Paris, which he was a. He was I mean, how you got a guy that was just came out of prison and you promote put him
2: or because you need him uh, to a
1: rank that's higher than what he was when he got kicked out. I, I've always kinda of wondered about that. And she demoted him and re-promoted him later in the series. And I'm just like, What did he
0: do? Well, just <laughs> well he was he, he was a
2: badass and they needed him on the ship. I mean they, they needed all the help they could get. But go oh, go yeah. ahead there, Kaiser.
0: I think that, that that had been set by uh Picard when he was promoting that kid who was doing online learning. uh, Wesley Crusher? Yeah, Wesley. Uh And he promoted him as the show went along. So, I mean, Janeway could have done whatever she wanted to, and it was a heavy-duty affront to Harry Kim, and he should probably, next time they have a uh, Trek reunion, smack her in the face for never promoting him.
2: Honestly. It's it's valid. Yeah. (laughs) I think it's valid. Do you think that maybe Genway was a little bit uh, racist uh, against Lil' Kim? I mean, Harry Kim?
0: Well, now they would. They'd say, you know, he probably went to uh, Harvard, you know, because that's what, you know, Orientals do in their mind. And so they had to hold it back. That's not
2: racist. You know?
0: Think about it. Now I'm saying, hold I'm making a joke, dude. Because they don't let, <laughs> the, you, they, they have to, you have to have an exceedingly high score now. If you're Asian, to get into Harvard or Yale, all the Ivy League schools, it's ridiculous. It's
2: just a sign of the times. Yes, yes. I, you know, it, with everything we 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 just said, everything you just said, I, I, I'm shocked and uh, completely taken back by the fact that nobody's mentioned that the guy who was flying the ship for the most part was Asian, and we know they they're hell of a good drivers. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah. So,
0: so you're 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 doing the you're you're promoting the Florida thing where uh, if you get in an accident, it's either going to be an old gray-haired woman whose hair is the only thing that sticks above the uh, the uh, steering wheel, or it's going to be an Asian. <laughs> so that's what you're promoting out there, <laughs> Jackal.
2: Well, all, all I'm saying, just follow here, is they can build great cars but they can't really drive them well. I mean, maybe it is... You know, I have a Chinese uh, lineage also in my uh, family, uh, of my mom's side. Who, you know, I have uh, a little bit of Chinese in my family, so I can get away with saying this. Uh, it's a little bit more in my gene than Pocahontas, by the way, from uh, Elizabeth Warren. Uh, but... Uh, Maybe it's something to do with the, uh, the eyes. I don't know. Uh, but they definitely built great cars. But it, it always stuck out to me that the Asian was the guy flying the ship. Diversity. Only in, uh, Star Trek universe.
0: Of course. That's how it always has been.
2: And yet we have a problem with a chick named Michael on Discovery. Like, I don't get that. uh like i said i i will have a, <laughs> in the office.
1: Huh? you know I, I think she's a good actor uh what whatever her name is that plays uh, Michael Burnham but um yep. I don't think she was built for Star trek um and she's someone that's every scene that she does it's like she looks like she's about to cry and it's just that is old. true.
2: Yes, you damn dude. I've been trying to put my finger on it, and, and not in a dirty way, uh, well maybe, depending on the finger. Uh, but you know, I've been thinking about that, and thinking about you know what it is about her. And you just hit it right in the head. It almost looks like every scene she's about to break down into tears, like, "Oh my God, we're not in space!" <laughs> oh. And the, the the guy was lead scientist who found out how the spores could take us to the galaxy. The travesty, like uh, the girl come down, you know, like they cry, like laugh. Right, laughing. I don't know what
1: the crying is for. Like when she uh, approached the Terran Emperor when she was still, in, when the ship found themselves in a different universe she looked like she was about to cry looking I'm thinking what is what is the source of this emotion you've never been there you don't know who that woman is what she is but you look like you're about to cry it was just like what are you crying for I mean just let it out I mean when she spoke when she found Spock and spoke with him I could see there being a little emotion there but it just like she, I mean it just looks like her, her tear ducts are in overdrive she could be a good actress on maybe Younger the Restless or something or General Hospital
0: or <laughs>
2: something.
0: Star Trek I, get, I just
2: Yeah. Hurt. Star Trek into General Hospital. <laughs> yes. Well
0: oh, wait, In serious. some ways oh, though, if that you that look back hard. on that series, it was uh, what do you call that? It really was a soap opera in space. In some ways. If you think of it, they built the characters correctly, but it was pretty much a soap opera in space on that one particular series.
2: True.
1: A poorly written soap opera, but yes, yes. I, <laughs> I, I think, uh, I, I'll be honest, for my first time in my life, I, I think I may just uh, ignore the Discovery series from here on out. I, Once Picard, I'm, I'm not nope. sure what the nope. timeline is on uh, for CBS All Access with these shows, but I don't know if Picard will run to the end in the Discovery you know, starts airing. I'm not sure exactly when the show will be released again for season three. Um, I'm going to go and give that particular series a break. Um, I, I just, I don't, the show had a very confusing storyline from the last season. It just seemed like, I don't know how it got to point C from point B at all. It just very, very confusing. The characters have no cohesion. And after two seasons, I barely know anyone's name on the ship. It's just like, what are we doing here? <laughs> so I, I'm going to just, you know, in the, in the, I've been looking at some of the future projects they have on Trek. They don't need to do a Trek overload right now. They were talking about, um, you know, is Trek going to be the next Marvel uni- you know, something, similar of that I'm like, Trek's time to do that was 20 years ago. Um, and people to this day fundamentally do not get star Trek at all to this day. um, you know, I, I like Star Trek as a fan base because it constantly renews itself. You know, you do get new fans all the time, but there's still something about Star Trek that, that is completely over people's heads. Don't bombard people with it. We don't need a ton of movies, uh, animated series. Don't don't do any of that stuff. You know, it's I, I'm just kind of I'm I'm curious, I'm excited, but I'm concerned at the same time where it's going.
2: You know, it sounds a lot like Star Wars right now, the way you sound. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lot, you know, it's funny because, uh, you know, Star, Star, you know, Trek Wars. But uh, they're going through kind of like a similar thing where they're not doing as many uh, movies anymore. They're going to concentrate a little bit on the, uh, you know, TV side for a little bit. Uh, they're doing the... uh Kenobi series, even though they're yep. kind of like holding that back until the scripts get a little bit better, because uh, they, they didn't like exactly, or one Kathleen Kennedy didn't like what the wrong with the scripts, so they got to go back and rework until she's satisfied, meaning they got to get more like, you know, agenda, a political agenda driven uh, stuff in there. Uh, I don't know. Well, I I've heard not... she's
0: getting removed; that she's her days are numbered. So well, that's it until depends on done. who you
2: ask. It depends on who you ask because uh, she renewed the contract for two years recently. So
0: yeah, I, I, here's my point: maybe renewed it to do something else. Because look, I mean, Lucasfilms has a lot of fingers in the pie all over the place, but with Discovery, what you guys brought up and tell me if this makes sense to you. I think that was a hat nod that entire series. And that's why it's so forgettable was for the space shuttle discovery. And if it seemed hurried rushed, uh, they did not develop the characters in those three seasons. None of them. And, and that's my opinion. Uh, maybe a couple of them they did, but that's about it. And that's my two th- thoughts on that. And your thoughts,
2: uh, real quick, um, there was a USS Enterprise before there was the Star Trek Enterprise. Uh, yeah, uh, served on it.
0: Yeah, it was yes. the USS Enterprise, and it was at, based out of San Diego, and it was one of the first nuclear um, Correct. Uh,
2: um, um Nuclear aircraft, vessels. A warship
1: as, uh, or a battleship or
2: something. You know. one, uh, like uh, like they would say in Star Trek, it was a nuclear vessel type it.
0: Well, they, they the first Enterprise actually was one of the first vessels. The U.S. Navy, being a marine, a former you know former active service marine, I kind of know my vessels. Uh, the first <laughs> one of the first vessels that we did have uh, in the U.S. Navy was an Enterprise, and yeah, that was Enterprise that. because it was protecting um, uh, during people did the research. uh, you'll hear about the certain things like the Barbary Pirates. Well, that was Thomas Jefferson, the guy who always said, do not go into a war, no foreign wars, don't get embrangled in them. And uh, yet he took us to our first foreign war, and that was the Barbary Pirates. And that's why the Marine Corps carry uh, the officers. They carry a sword. It's the Mameluke Sword, and it was given by Lieutenant Presley O'Bannon because of the Marines' tenacity in the fight, which stopped the slave trade during that time that's now reopened thanks to the Hilda Beast. And it's at the same place. That's why the halls of Montezuma to the shores of Tripoli,
2: Libya. So we're going really far with this one again. Yeah, but
0: you guys asked about the history of the Enterprise. There you go.
2: what, What... what do we ask about? Because you left, I left you a long time ago.
0: The history of the ships named Enterprise.
2: I never asked for that. All I said was, "Was the USS Enterprise at one point?" I never asked for the history or the biography of the ships. Actually, actually, I was trying to make a, a funny, uh, you know, point that there was a USS Enterprise. There's been a Discovery, and there's been a uh, Voyager ship.
0: No, you, you actually said there was an Enterprise before the Enterprise.
2: That's what and, I said. I said but, and but, I said I brought up the And then the you nuclear just went vessel, out for like, I don't know I, where you went with that.
0: I went to the nuclear vessel and one of the first vessels we had in our U.S. Navy, the USS Enterprise.
2: Brandon? I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see where I'm going with that? <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> all I'm saying, I was just trying to make a, a correlation where they they've always kind of done that on Star Trek, and uh, where they've taken names from actual ships that we've had. Yeah, or, we had a
1: Discovery Space Shuttle. We've had an Enterprise Space Shuttle. Of course, you know, you got yep. the going back to the uh, the naval ships. They they all yeah, have origins the, there.
2: Yeah, I mean we haven't had a Deep Space Nine, but we have you know like the next best thing, which is the Mir space station, right? And that's kind of like a, a concept for that. So I mean, it's always they've always kind of done that. Starfleet, Star, you know, the, we have these was the uh, Space Force. It's kind of like the even the insignia is similar to Space Force and the Starfleet. I don't know if you guys saw that. They released the uh, the logo for the uh, Space Force. looks awfully familiar, and uh, they've all always kind of done that. So I mean, it, that it's not really shocking cause they did that for the uh, Discovery show. But the history was cool.
0: It's, everything's always based in history, brother.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is true. And uh, of course, we know if you don't learn from history, you're bound to repeat it. Yep. And, uh, Speaking of repeating it, I'm going to uh, segue uh, for a second here before we get to other stories that I want to get to. Next week, I want to bring this up. Next week, guys, uh, check this out. We're going to have a very cool guest on the show in the uh, second hour, and uh, he's a gentleman who has been on many times, in fact, when this show, about a decade ago, first started on, me and him, uh, like, we did a podcast on uh, Block Talk Radio and... It was really cool. He's a kick-ass person. Uh, He's a doctor, Joseph Mara. Uh, If you go to my blog, AngelEspino.com, you'll be able to see uh, by looking up on the search uh, section, And just look up Joseph F. Mara, M-A-R-R-A, and you'll find uh, his uh, past episodes with me. Uh, We're going to get an update of what he's been up to. Just booked him today. Really excited to speak to him again, as you you know, most of you listening in know we took a little bit of a long break uh, from doing this particular show because of health issues and other things that they've covered before. But he was one of the uh, the first few guests that I had on, and over the years he was on a lot on the show, and uh, I'm really uh, excited to have him back on. Look forward to having him on. He's again a kick-ass dude, and he's a doctor. And we're going to talk about ufology. We're going to talk about uh, politics, and we're going to get into a whole lot of uh, stuff. Maybe even a little bit of the coronavirus uh, outbreak, and uh, some other uh, you know cool things he might be working on and his uh, current life. Because you know, it's been a while since I've spoken to him or had him on the show. So, guys, if you're uh, listening in now or through the podcast, and it's still not Sunday next week, bookmark it. Make sure you come back to it and uh, join us. Joseph Mara is going to be on with uh, the show next weekend. Man, that's going to be a whole lot of uh, fun. And uh, I know you, you guys probably don't know who he is. Kaiser, you heard of Joseph Mara? Are you familiar with him?
0: Yeah, man. You remember I was hanging out with you for a long time, just like with uh, um, Jaffe. You know, we were all hanging out back in the day, you know listening to podcasts and being a part of one or two of them. Actually, you had, uh, two, uh, shows on your network at that time. One was Bella Haven and the other one was future theater. And, uh, we did an awesome show on future theater and I was in two shows during, uh, what was that? 2015 with Bella Haven. Wasn't that the era? Or am I mistaken?
2: Yeah, well, no, this is way before that. Uh, no, I, I don't think you, you know who Joseph Mera is. Joseph F. Mera, Doctor Joseph Mera.
0: No, I do remember it. Like I said, I was listening before I ever called in. Remember?
2: Uh, well, yeah, but yeah. he was—he uh, was on not a feature theater. He was on uh, Inside the Jackal's Head. Inside
0: the Jackal's Head, yeah, but it was like twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen, right? Um. Uh,
2: Probably a little bit before, like 2011, I want to say 2012. Maybe, maybe.
0: I was probably listening to you on SoundCloud back then. So Ah. I looked at it during that time, and I'll bet that's when it was. I was listening to you and Clyde, I can't remember his last name, Clyde something. He used to do like an Art Bell kind of thing, and you were doing kind of the same thing back then. I think you were even helping Art Bell back then, weren't you?
2: Well, yeah, that was actually more recent. That's when he did, uh <laughs> when he was coming back to uh, uh, online radio or coming onto online radio for the first time because he's, of course, AM legend, the Leilard Bell. Uh, but when uh he was coming onto his own network, which is the Dark, Mad- Dark Matter Digital Network, and um, me, uh, my co-host Alan, Seth Allen Weiler, and uh of course Nancy and Bill Burns We did our shows on that network And we kind of helped build the network up With the uh main producer And really the owner of the network Keith Rowland uh, Shout out to them By the way, great guy I mean I know he takes a lot of flack From some people in the, in the Art Bell scene Out there Because there's a lot of fans of art We're of course all fans of art Um But Keith Rowland to me always gentleman, and uh, I have nothing but great things to say about the about the guy. And, uh, um, you know, he was always honest, true, and, you know, he gave us a great opportunity to work alongside building a network for art. So that's something that, you know, to my dying day, I could say, hey, I worked in a, some capacity with one of my icons, one of my favorite radio guys, Art Bell. Uh, he's on my uh, Mount Rushmore of radio personality, so. Um,
0: oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember during that time it was Bell Gab. It was the big message board.
2: And right,
0: yeah. Yeah, I mean, we had a, those were the heady days of the Internet where everything was being talked about.
2: Yep, yep. Well, remember, I did a uh, feature theater with uh, Bill and Nancy from 2013 to twenty. 16, I want to say 15, 16 around there. Uh, it did Skywatchers Radio for about a little bit further than that. Nancy and Bill uh, took a break after the. Uh, it was 2016 when they went on a break. I think maybe December was the last episode they did sometime around there. And uh, it, they never come back since their hiatus. They're supposed to come back. Uh, but I think we got sidetracked. Bill does a lot of stuff with the ancient aliens, and he's been writing a lot of books. And um, I spoke to him briefly uh, on his birthday, or well, actually a little bit past his birthday. I was trying to reach him on his birthday, and I couldn't get a hold of him. And uh, then I called him right before the year ended, and I was like, i got to talk to Bill before the year ends. And I called him, and he randomly picked up, and he was like, hey, Angel, what's going on? And I was like, man, I've been trying to get a hold of you since, the, you know, November. And he's like, well, how you doing? And I wish them a happy birthday, belated birthday. And uh, Bill and Nancy, man, they're they're special human beings. I love both of them. I really do. They're, they're really, really cool people. And that was a really nice uh, time in space when, we you know, we had art coming uh, right after yep. our show. That was really cool. We were his lead-in shows, Skywatchers yep. Radio and Future Theater.
0: Yep, and, and the sad that, part you know, is... Bella Haven came on right after it, and the saddest part about that was that we'd no longer hear from Nancy and Bill, and they, they are epic. They, they were epic, and they still are epic. Those people are just genuine, honest to goodness, good folk, and it came through in all the, all the different incarnations of them. I think, if memory serves, Nancy and Bill even came on Skywatchers a few times,
2: uh oh man i'll tell you yeah when when uh i went on a little break from sky watchers when my mother was uh not doing well uh and i left the show for uh, for some time nancy filled in and uh she was uh not only a guest when i was on she needed a little part-time co-hosting to help out and that uh, she always was great i mean uh over the years she's been uh, very uh close and uh sent me christmas cookies a couple times, and. Uh, I took some funny pictures and sent it and put it on my uh, Facebook account just to, uh, just to you know joke around. But they actually were really good cookies. Uh, I'm not even gonna lie. She she baked really good cookies and sent me a whole box. And uh, let's just say she you know she did really really well with the cookies and she contributed to the obesity that I am now getting rid of. Absolutely so. <laughs> lovely.
0: Absolutely lovely people.
2: Oh, love them. Uh, But, uh, you know, uh, times have uh, come and gone, and, uh, yeah, they've uh, completely gone and done uh, their own thing. Unfortunately, I do miss uh, that time. I miss having Art on. Unfortunately, he's gone also, and we're never going to get him back. Uh, But the beat goes on and on and on and on. So let's move on to other uh, topics because uh, it's already midnight, and... uh, I do want to get to a, a couple other things, which we haven't really got to before we end this show here. Um, check this out. I wanted to address uh, the State of the Union real quick. Did you guys catch the uh, State of the Union with the President recently? No, no, I was
1: working that night, day whatever.
2: Working that day? Okay. The reason I say that is because I want to uh, uh, drive everybody to the website, hosbino.com, and uh, check out the uh, link that says "State of the Union 2020 Shocking Exchanges Caught with Lip Reading," and uh, you'll be very, very shocked at what you're going to see on there. Uh, the uh, the whole Congress got uh, recorded during the State of the Union before the president comes out. And, uh, you know, they went around with the cameras and, you know, you can't hear what's going on. You can just kind of hear chatter and noise. Well, there's, uh, a, f- a few folks that figured out exactly what was being said with, uh, you know, looking at the lips and then how to lip read and, had, and, f- and kind of a funny voice kind of like shifted in the, uh, the hearings where he did a little funny phone call. Remember the fake phone call? Where well, he did, uh, the mobster voice and did a little, you know, voice characters. Well they did that to the Congress people but actually doing the words that they were coming out of their mouth. And when you see it you're gonna be shocked at some of the stuff that was happening. Even Nancy at one point uses the term coup d'etat. Now uh Kaj, I know you know what that means. Coup oh d'etat. yeah, it's
0: le- it's the three legs of a coup stool. Money, military, and media. They control the money and in the, in the uh, media. They don't control the military. That's the reason why their coup failed. Um, but, you know, that goes into depth. Depth of perspective that I have, that a lot of people on your network don't understand. Uh, but, yeah, it was definitely a attempted coup d'etat.
2: Yep. It means uh, treason, and uh, in the way she addresses it, is uh to Mike Pence and it makes you really think, is uh Mike Pence really uh all pro Trump or is he maybe a mole? I'm talking about the vice president Mike
0: no, Pence No he's he's not a mole, but here's the thing is he is a classic Republican, a neocon, and two things that are wrong with the Republican Party are the neocons. And why well, I shouldn't say the Republican party because it's with our politics. You have the neocons and the neoprogs. Hillary Clinton's an example of a neoprog progressive with all the wars she started. And, uh, Pence and, uh, Romney, they're typical neocons. Uh, so they, uh, are examples of chicken hawks, all of them. They'd never send their own kids to war, but they want you to send yours, and that's all I have to say on that. Thank you.
2: Amen to that. Uh, so check that out on the website. Uh, guys, it's uh, midnight, and uh, we got to get uh, get this cadattling. Uh So Kaiser, again, uh, you know, uh, Kaiser's Corner, starting at 1030 every week on Sunday uh, for... Uh, about 30, right? It sounds good to me. About 30? Is that, is that correct? Yeah, it That's sounds so good. good to me. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we're doing a, a about 30. And, uh, yeah, it's going to start next week. We're going to have Dr. Joseph mirror again. Uh, guys, please 30, come back man. and join us. And uh, we're going to have a whole lot of fun this year. So till next week, this is, uh, again, inside the Jackal's, Jackals Cabeza. I was trying to go Spanish there, and I kind of like fumbled my words. But this is Inside the Jackal's Head on PSN Radio. And uh, go to the website, ajospino.com. The podcast will be up there pretty soon. Uh, Bookmark it if you haven't. The episode will be on uh, the uh, YouTube page also. You can find it very simply by going to YouTube and uh, looking up Inside the Jackal's Head. Or if you go to the main website, the YouTube link is right on there. And the uh, podcast will be there and in the SoundCloud if you missed the episode. Uh, Well, if you missed the episode yet, you're not going to hear this. Huh. I don't know how that would work. But anyway, uh, bookmark the SoundCloud page. Give me a a thumbs up and a subscribe and all that good stuff on the YouTube. Guys, we'll be back next week with more episode uh, and more uh, talk. And hopefully, more chatter from the uh, guys on the line here, like Brandon. Good job today. We're proud of you. I appreciate that, man. Good. You're getting better too. I like coming in, by, you know, and, and joining the conversation when I ask you questions. We went from like five seconds to like three point five. You know, you're doing better, my friend. Guys, we'll catch you next week. Good.